And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Frazier and Dieter's Business Speed. I'm John Ray alongside Roger Lesby. Roger. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm great. Uh, we're winding down the year here. We are. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry and, Christmas. Uh, we'll look forward to a great 2022. We will. We will. Hopefully we'll be a little even less more less pandemic free uh, or something along that. I don't know what we're what we are right now. I don't know. I think we're <laughs> going to probably have a third covid tax season, but uh, Oh, oh we'll dear. Have to see. Oh dear. Well, um well we're going to plow on in any case here on Business Speed folks. Uh, and we're welcoming today John Silverman. And John is an attorney with Wicker Smith, O'Hara, McCoy and Ford. Yes, sir. That's right. Thanks for having me today. It's great to have you, John. There's probably a shorter name in there, right? Wicker Smith? Wicker Smith is fine. Awesome. Okay, terrific. Um, let's talk about you and how you're serving folks out there. Give, give everyone an introduction to you and your practice. Sure. Thanks. So uh, we are a, a full-service civil litigation law firm. Um, so I'm a litigation attorney, a trial attorney. That's what I've been doing, you know, trials for a little over a decade now. Um civil defense mostly. So we represent individuals, um, businesses, healthcare systems, hospitals, anybody that has a, you know, a claim brought against them or, you know, a, a lawsuit brought against them. Uh, we come in and, you know, we defend those uh, individuals, companies, insurance companies, and that's what we do. So, and so John, do you think, uh, do you think that there'll be any more litigation going forward with everything that we've got here? I, I think these guys are well well positioned. I, I don't think they're going to go uh, on hard times anytime soon. There's always seems to be litigation, right? Uh, particularly against the kind of clients you serve, because uh, John, you, as you we were talking before we came on the air, you're serving businesses, uh, larger companies, obviously, and that uh, are always at the risk of. Uh, and, and I guess they're the deep pockets that people always sue, right? Absolutely. You know, the majority of our clients have, uh, you know, a lot of wealth and, you know, some of our clients don't have a lot of wealth and, uh, our job is the same with all of them. You know, sure. we, we get in there and, and we defend them and, you know, not every case goes away. Our job is to, um, make sure that our client's happy. Um, even if it's a settlement, uh, something like that. Is there any theme to the litigation you're seeing? against businesses these days um i would imagine covid is in there somewhere well we haven't seen uh, a lot of covid lawsuits yet or any for that matter mm -hmm. um you know we we notice the same types of lawsuits uh, automobile negligence you know car crashes medical malpractice construction defect you know, slip and slip and fall trip and fall um, they're all the same, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and we keep getting them in regardless of whether the courts have been shut down for, you know, many months, uh, regardless of whether people are at home, you know, people are still out there, uh, alleging that they're getting, you know, injured. And of course they're, they're always suing. And then John, your firm is now in four States, but, uh, you guys have just recently opened up your office here in Atlanta. Yep. So, so our law firm has been around since 1952. It's, it's primarily a, a Florida civil litigation law firm. It's one of the, one of the biggest and most respected civil defense firms in, in Florida. And uh, we opened up here in Atlanta back in June of 2021 to try and establish much of the same, you know, we want to, we want to build the same reputation here 
that we have in Florida, um, and the same thing in Nashville, the same thing out in Phoenix. And then plus, as a growing firm, some of your larger clients uh, naturally have cases in other states, so it behooves you and the firm to have those offices in other states. Absolutely. Like, you know, I, I said, we represent a lot of companies. A lot of them are Fortune 500 companies. You know, they're, they're listed on our, on our website. Uh, you know, like I said, a, large healthcare systems, you know, large supermarket chains, uh, businesses, individuals. Um, and yeah, they get, they get sued nationally and, and that's where we come in. Let's talk, um, John, about what companies need to do to prevent getting sued in the first place. I mean, you're happy to help them when they do, but you'd also like for a lot of them to maybe avoid some of the mistakes you see when that litigation starts that I'm sure you look at things and say, Hey, you could have avoided this if you had only done whatever. And let's talk about what some of those whatevers might have been. Sure. Absolutely. Great question. So, you know, a lot of the larger companies that we represent, they all have their own internal policies and obviously they want their employees to follow those to the T um, most of the time they do, you know, sometimes there's a, an anomaly. Um, but, but we're always happy to do that. We're always happy to be there for our clients, even when they're not getting sued. You know, they, mm-hmm. they know with a firm like ours and attorneys like ours, they can pick up the phone and, you know, kind of pick our brain if they have an issue, not necessarily a claim, um, but are saying, you know, what do we do in this situation? What do we do in that situation? Um, short answer to your question. There's, there's really nothing you can do to prevent being sued. Unfortunately, uh, you know, it, it, it happens. Sometimes the lawsuits, uh, are disposed of and nobody hears about it. Um, sometimes we settle them for nominal amounts. Sometimes we settle them for large amounts. You know, sometimes there's nothing we could do about it. So we have to march forward and, and have a, you know, a jury decide the issues. Um, so, that, so that's kind of what we're working with. Got it. And talk a little bit about, um, I guess the, the insurance defense part of what you do, because that's, that's a big piece as we were talking earlier. Um, you're really on the other side of, as you were saying, the, the firms that everyone sees advertised on the buses and billboards and television. Sure. So, so, and especially here in Atlanta, you know, every time you open your eyes out in public, you're going to see, uh, you know, law firms advertising. Um, and we're kind of on the other side of that, you know, with the insurance defense types of cases, um, we are retained by the insurance companies, but we represent the inv- individuals, we represent the insureds. Um, and we have to make sure that we are, you know, defending them aggressively um, and, and make them comfortable knowing that they can, you know, come to us and be forthcoming with what happened. Um, so, so absolutely, you know, we're, we're on the other side of it. We, uh, we're on the insurance side of it, um, and you hear a lot of things, uh, you know, in marketing materials about insurance companies, um, and, and, you know, we're kind of on the other side to dispel some of those myths uh, because, like I said, you know, not every case gets disposed of. Our job is to make sure that, uh, you know, whatever resolution, whatever settlement that our client's happy with. Sometimes that means it settles. Sometimes that means it settles for, you know, a large amount, um, and sometimes we just we just have to we just have to have a jury decide it. John, John, talk about some of the changes that you had or that you saw last year. Uh, you know, things that you had never done before in your career, like depositions by Zoom uh, instead of in person, 
and some of the other things that, that you had to deal with uh, because of COVID and the pandemic? Sure, Roger. So, yeah, uh, you know, before COVID, uh, basically the, the courts shut down in, in Florida and Georgia uh, back in March of 2020. Uh, my last trial was in January of 2020, um, and that was probably around the last time I was even physically in a courtroom. Uh, before COVID, I would be in a courtroom once a week. I would have live depositions weekly. Um, you know, they're picking back up now with live depositions, but there was a there was a good period probably between March of 2020 and you know early 2021 where everybody you know just flat out refused to do anything in person. So, you know, when, when everything's done over zoom and, you know, sitting in front of a computer, everybody's in separate buildings, separate cities. Sometimes um, it takes a, a lot of the dynamic away of a, you know, a deposition or a court hearing where everybody's in the same room and you can pick up on people's emotions um, and you can, you know, kind of see what they're doing with their hands and, and you can kind of tell, you know, those, those indicators, whether someone's being truthful or not, um, you know, with this zoom, it takes a lot of that away. Uh, but we, you know, we still do it. We have to, we have to just uh, make do with, you know, zoom for now, but, uh, definitely there's a, there's a change in dynamic. Yeah. I was going to ask you how much of, uh, that, what has changed during, uh, uh the pandemic is going to stay. And what I hear you saying is you're really interested in having those depositions and those court appearances in person because you learn a lot more about who you're, who you've got on the other side of the table. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, additionally, there's a comfort level there when, when somebody has to, you know, sit down at a desk uh, with a, a table full of people wearing suits, um, you know, the court reporters there, um, they have to raise their right hand right in front of the court reporter and take that oath. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot more to that than, you know, via zoom, uh, where a lot of that's taken away. Um, you know, sometimes these people are, uh, doing their depositions from, um, you know, loud rooms, sometimes in the car, uh, they have these funky backgrounds, um, but yeah, we want to get back to live as soon as possible. Yeah, I can see how that would be. And, and, um, uh, there's an atmosphere that hopefully shakes out the truth a little easier. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, we're here chatting with John Silverman and John is a attorney, uh, uh, civil defense attorney with, uh, Wicker Smith. Um, so, uh, John, talk about the, um, uh, I guess the, when you're working, uh, and defending against these firms and that are well advertised, is it, do some come with, when you see a particular firm at the top of a legal brief, um, is there a judgment that you make based on what, I guess, do firms have reputations that, that come to you that maybe you don't share on a show like this, but that, uh, you, you've got an idea of what, what that case might, how that might unfold p- based on your past experience with the, that firm. Uh, absolutely. You know, 100%, uh, you know, we, there are certain firms that specialize in certain types of litigation. Uh, there are certain firms that have a reputation for handling, you know, very high exposure cases, 
They're firms that, um, you know, kind of operate on the lower level. Um, but you know, it's, it's all dependent on the attorneys we're working against. Uh, it's usually different in every case because there are so many, there's so much litigation in Atlanta. There are so many attorneys in Atlanta, even a lot of these bigger law firms. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's dependent on each case, but, uh, yeah, you know, we could kind of look at uh, a law firm name when we get a case in and kind of come to our own conclusions. Uh, but uh, yep. sure, but of course, each case has its own merits, and for uh, sure, and that's ultimately what's most important, I would think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What is the? Um, and again, as Roger just said, uh, every case is different. Applies to the question I'm going to ask um, the whole decision to continue to trial, to settle. How do you talk a client through that? Again, I know the other case is different, but, but with that aside. Sure. So, so, you know, it really is our job to, um, to really get in there, roll up our sleeves, take a look at all the evidence. If there's something we don't have, we get it. And our job is to make sure that our client, um, can, can see the two by four coming. You know, we give them the spectrum of A to Z. This is best case scenario. This is the worst case scenario. And we, and we put it in their hands um, and we're here to answer any question they might have. If, if there's a, a question that hasn't been answered, um, we get back into discovery and we get that information and we make sure we're able to answer it for our clients. Um, and, and, and like I said, you know, for the most part, uh, our clients are individuals and businesses and they trust our judgment. They trust the judgment of, of our law firm um, be, because we have a reputation for being trial attorneys. We're not afraid to take cases to trial. Um, we're just doing what's in the best interest for our client, and they know that, so they trust our judgment. And as the courts have now opened up, John, uh, there, there, there's still got to be a great backlog that they're facing. Uh, any idea on what that looks like at the present? or? Great question, uh, because there there clearly is a is a great backlog. I, I don't know the answer. Uh, I know a lot of people wish they knew the answer, uh, but you know, like I said before, the lawsuits have kept coming in, and they haven't. Uh, you know, on the other end, the older cases haven't gone to trial, right? Haven't had you know dispositive motions heard. Um, so you know, they're kind of in the queue. So. Obviously, there are more and more and more cases uh, right now on on all the judges' dockets. So, uh, I don't think there's a clear solution, but I think a decision will probably be made. You know, maybe sometime in 2022, what to do with that? Whether it's you know some type of reform um, at the local, the state, and superior court level, um, but no solution yet. Does that factor in right now to the advice you give clients about how to handle a case? Is just that huge backlog that you don't know uh, the length of? Sure. So, so you know, pre-COVID, if if we have a um, you know like a date certain trial date, um, we would tell them, hey, you know, this is when we have to make that decision by. Um, now with the backlog and and you know a lot of these cases don't even have orders in to, to tell us when the cases might be going to trial, uh, we really don't know. So, you know, we, we have to tell them we don't know when this case will go to trial. You know, pre-COVID, uh, just a, you know, a general case that we would handle, 
could go on for a year, could go on for two years, could go on for three years before we would even have a trial. Um, now I, I, I don't know if it's that clear, if it's going to be uh, a lot longer before these cases are going to trial. Um, but, but definitely, you know, we make sure that our clients are informed of that. Um, and, you know, it also provides leverage with mediations and arbitrations um, where it, it's not so easy for the other side to say, fine, you know, we'll, we'll take this to trial. Um, we know it's right around the corner um, and we don't have that anymore. We don't have that threat. We're still prepared to take it to trial whenever it's set for trial, um, but we don't know when that will be. So you've got some uh, litigation that's easier to s- settle, it sounds like, or at least get into alternative dispute resolution or something, um, uh, as opposed to uh, the threat of going to trial anytime soon. Oh, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. any any claim that we get from a client, you know, we could have a client where we're getting claims that have uh, – exposure of hundreds of dollars. Uh, we have the same clients that have claims with potential exposure of, you know, eight figures. Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly it's, you know, sometimes it's easier to, uh, get rid of those, uh, you know, get rid of some of the smaller cases, um, that aren't such high exposure, um, especially during this time where, you know, nobody knows when, when they might have a, you know, might get their own jury trial to, uh, to decide the issues. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, I'm, let's switch gears here, John, and talk a little bit about you. I mean, what lots of different avenues you could have gone down once you decided to enter the legal profession. What attracted you to civil litigation? You must be a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I've uh, I've always wanted to be a trial attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing it on TV. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to go as far to say as I like to argue cause I, you know, I don't love to argue. Mm-hmm. Can I argue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, that's not what I got into it for. Um, you know, I started my legal career at the, as a public defender down in Fort Myers, Florida. Mm-hmm. even before that, I uh, did a couple of internships while in law school at the Miami Dade public defender's office. Mm. So, you know, seeing some of these public defenders that have, you know, thousands of cases on their own um, and they're trying, you know, they're going to trial weekly, uh, that just really appealed to me. So that's why I started off, you know, in criminal trials. Um, and then I switched to a, a specialty where I could continue to, you know, take cases to trial, just switching over from, you know, criminal to civil. Sure. And it was, uh, you know, it was pretty easy because the rules of evidence are, basically the same, you know, there's some differences between criminal and civil, um, but they're not huge. So if you know how to try a case, um, you can try a criminal one, you can try a civil one. And, you know, up here in Georgia, the, the rules of evidence are pretty similar to the Florida rules. So it's, you know, it's been really easy to, uh, kind of hit the ground running since opening the, the office here in Atlanta and back in June. And then your managing partner moved from Orlando uh, here to help open this office here in Atlanta, and he's already had a, a number of successful cases. Um, so talk a little bit about Joe. Sure. So my managing partner, his name's Joe Manello. He's a he's a longtime staple in Wicker Smith. Uh, he he was uh, operating out of the Orlando office for many many years, um, and he you know he was he was kind of tapped to 
open this office uh, because everybody knows what he's capable of, a uh, seasoned trial attorney. Um, and since moving up here, you know, he couldn't just abandon his Florida cases because, you know, he's, he's got his hands in them. Mm-hmm. So he's had to go back already a, a few times back to Florida to actually try um, try some of these cases mm. in front of juries, two so far um, defense verdicts. So, um, you know, we're, we're happy to pick that up in, in Atlanta. And, you know, we, we're operating, handling cases throughout the state of Georgia now. Right. And a person like you, you're admitted to both Georgia and Florida. Yep. And uh, both, both Joe and myself are. So we can still handle um, cases in Florida and, you know, Georgia. Uh, the, the bulk of Wickersmith's attorneys are in Florida. And there, you know, we have some of the best trial attorneys in the state of Florida, probably the nation. Um, so, you know, we're happy when we, you know, when we get cases in, if they're in Florida, we have, uh, we have offices throughout the state of Florida who we can, you know, who everybody's comfortable, you know, just sending the case to them and having it, having them handle them locally. But if you had a client that had a case in a jurisdiction that Wickersmith was not there, then, then you'd have to refer that case off to an affiliate firm? Not in the state of Florida or Georgia. No, obviously not those states. But, but a, sure, an, an, an outside, uh, you know, a state that we're not in. Right now we're in Florida, Georgia, um, Arizona, and Tennessee. Um, but we are we're part of a, a, a network called U.S. Law um, and the U.S. Law Network. Uh, we were one of the founding members and – and basically, it's an affiliation of, of highly rated individual law firms. Um, so if there's a state that Wickersmith is not in and, you know, we don't have an attorney who's admitted in that state, then usually we look to that U.S. law network um, to be able to recommend to our client a law firm that we, we know will be more than capable of handling those cases. Um, John, I am curious, you know, there's a big uh, rivalry between Georgia and Florida. I'm curious about what that rivalry looks like. I use that in quotes on, on the civil litigation front. I mean, which, which, which states do you find that the courts are more business friendly and, uh, see it the way of your, your, the, what your, uh, clients, the cases that they bring, or is it, is it about the same? Sure. So it's, it's, it's less of the state and it's probably more of the local county. Okay. You know, we, we do handle federal cases, but for the most part, our cases are at the state level. So when a, when a, a lawsuit's filed in the state court or the superior court of a specific county, we can kind of look at that county. Um, we could look at the demographics. We could look at, you know, recent election results um, and kind of gauge where we think the case would end up, um, you know, fact-specific for every case. We could say, okay, these are the facts. This is this is what we think would come out into evidence. This is what we believe would be excluded from evidence, and then we could look at those demographics and kind of estimate um, how we think that case would come back in that particular county. Um, so, so these election results, these the, the census uh, demographics, those are all um, key indicators of of how we see cases. You know. Uh, coming back. The other thing we're able to do is um, look at these jury verdict reporters. So, you know, if we go and, and uh, you know, for the cases that I've tried um, and our defense verdicts, they're entered in a database. 
and all the facts are put in there, all the names of the experts and the witnesses, um, they're all stated as, as well as the result of the trial. Um, and it's not just for us. It's so that other attorneys, you know, nationally or at the state level could see what happened with those specific facts in a specific county. So it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good tool to have in our belt. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, now we, we talked earlier about what companies can do to prevent from, uh, less than the likelihood, better, better way to say it, of getting sued. What's, what advice do you give companies in once they've been sued, they're in litigation, they're working with you. What's the best way to work with their defense counsel to make that help that hopefully help that litigation come out the way they want it? Sure. So a lot of the, you know, a lot of, especially the larger companies, we are, we are um, dealing directly with their personal counsel or their corporate counsel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, every client of ours is different. They all have their own gu- specific guidelines that we have to follow. So, you know, sometimes we're dealing directly with that general counsel and, and just like I explained before, you know, where we're providing them that spectrum of A to Z best case scenario, worst case scenario, in our opinion, um, sometimes we're just giving it to directly to those lawyers, um, who, who, you know, they, they trust our law firm, they trust our reputation to kind of know where the case would end up on, on that local level, because sometimes these uh, corporate counsel, um, they are sometimes out of state, sometimes they're across the country. Mm. Um, so they really do defer to us as, you know, local counsel to really tell them, uh, what's going to happen in this specific venue. Uh, a lot of great advice here from John Silverman. Uh, he is with Wicker Smith, a civil litigator at Wicker Smith. Um, so John, this has been uh, great and I can't um, imagine that we don't have some folks that are having heard this need some help, need some uh, defense work and might want to be in touch with you. So let's uh, give them directions on how they can do that. Sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me again, John. And so I can, you know, our, our, our website's very simple. It's www.wickersmith.com. Um, it's very easy to navigate. You can see us right here in the Atlanta office. Our, our office is right across from the Lenox Mall in, in North Buckhead. Um, happy to, uh, you know, happy to speak with anybody that, that needs our help. You know, there's no case that's uh, too small, no, no case, obviously, that's too large. And we're, we're just happy to help and, and, and build this firm in, in the Atlanta area. Well, John, we think Atlanta is a great city, uh, tons of business. And I'm sure that you and Joe and all the other associates there at your office will continue to grow that. So best of luck to you for a, a great 2022. And John, wishing you a great 2022 as well. You too, Roger. Absolutely. The same to you and uh, continued success uh, to you and Frazier, Frazier and Dieter and Speaking of Frazier and Dieter, we need to remind everyone that Frazier and Dieter, sponsor of Business Beat, is an award-winning top 50 accounting and advisory firm headquartered here in Atlanta, but with offices not just across the U.S., but uh, also in the U.K., two in the U.K. now, right? Uh, we are in the UK as well. Yeah, with yes. two offices, not just one. I well, think. Well, they right? will hopefully combine at some point. In time, <laughs> okay, but, uh, I got but, you. Yes, that's correct. I know. Uh, um, I just it's. Uh, I've always got to keep up with it, folks, because Frazier and Dieter is on the move, and uh, with a lot of tax, it uh, of course, but audit, accounting, and advisory services as well to to serve the emerging needs 
of clients as they evolved. And just uh, a, another little shout out that Frazier and Dieter continues to be recognized as best of the best in terms of firms to work for in the U.S. and firms for women in leadership. Frazier and Dieter, investing in relationships to make a difference. Roger, let's let's wrap up 2021. Well, thank you, John, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and to all of our listeners out there. Thank you. Merry Christmas. And folks, uh, I'm John Ray. Join us in the new year for another edition of Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat.